Go ahead and praise him a little while. Hallelujah. Yes. Jesus is right for whatever's wrong in your life. My, 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 my. Great crowd here tonight. Be seated a moment, if you will. Thank you, Pastor Voskis, for that, uh, that uh, introduction. So good to be home, and it's good to be in the Mississippi District home uh, camp meeting. It is a high honor of mine to, um, to speak it at a, my home district. You know, they can call you to preach in other districts because they might not know you. But when you know you, they know you at home, then that's a real high honor. But thank you for this, uh, thank for this privilege, Brother Porterfield and the board and our committee, whoever chose this lineup. I'm telling you, these, uh, these guys that spoke earlier this week, from Bishop Carpenter to uh, Brother Poole and Pastor Voskis, they know how to make it hard on an old man. They put the word out there, didn't they? Did you enjoy that? How many was here? Amen. 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 Our former superintendents, of course, especially my dear friend that left us about a year and a half ago now, a year and three months ago, Brother McKnight, Special man of God, special district superintendent. Certainly miss him still, and we will miss him. Give honor to my pastor and his wife, and of course my wife. Our distinguished guest here tonight, Senator Neil Whaley. Neil, would you stand, and I want these people to see you. Thanks for coming again. Amen. I'm just... My, my time hadn't started yet, so uh, just be comfortable a minute. Been in the assemblies 54 years. Ordained right here, no, it's back there in the old auditorium, 1968. And uh, pro I probably happened to be in the first Mississippi district camp meeting at Nettleton, Mississippi. That's, that'd been 1952-ish or early 50s. And uh, it's just gotten better all the time. It's gotten better all the time. Thank you, pastors, ministers, saints of God, for making this camp meeting this week what it is. I'd like to welcome our online guests tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, appreciate you uh, watching. If you couldn't come, you that could come and are watching, you should have come. My grandson was asked to speak. He's probably six or seven years old to a children's church, I believe, in Eureka, California, his home church. So um, he made him some notes, and his mother, my daughter, thought she might need to scan those notes and see what it said. One time he was speaking to him, and he didn't want any notes, didn't I? Mama, I don't need any notes. I'm going to preach about the plan of salvation. Who needs notes to preach about the plan of salvation? 
So he got started and he said, what's the first? He asked the children, what's the first? And they said, repent. And they, then somebody, he, he went on the next one. What's the next one? Get baptized in Jesus' name. And the next one, get the Holy Ghost. And he stumped them up a little bit. He said, what's the fourth one? They didn't answer him. He said, it's holy living. That's my kind of preacher. Amen. And so she looked at his notes, Brother Tucker. She looked at his notes, and he had them written down, and he would say, say this. And then he would say whatever that was that he wrote down. He'd go on down a, a little, preach a little bit, if you will, at, at six, seven years old, maybe, and, and, uh, and he'd say, say this, and he'd say that. And a time or two, two or three notes, say this. But he got at the end of it, and she looked at it, and it said, walk off. <laughs> so that's probably what part you're looking for tonight is, is the walk off, folks. My, what a great... What a great opportunity to preach to you. Stand with me, if you will, in honor to the reading of the word of the Lord. <laughs> Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, if you will. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. The Bible said, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. And then he said, behold. That word behold means to look here. You ever told your children to look here? In other words, give me your attention. I want to tell you something. Everybody say behold. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let me preach to you tonight for a little while about God will do a new thing. Tell somebody I don't know what all he's going to say, but I sure am going to hip him. Tell them, tell them, God will do a new thing. Come on. Look at your neighbor right square in the eye and say, God's going to do a new thing. Oh, I'm excited about what God's going to do tonight, aren't you? Amen. You may be seated. Who doesn't like new things? Apparently, God does. He was called the Ancient of Days, but he begins his book with a story of creating a new world. He also ended it with his plans to make a new heaven and a new earth. How many inventions are in the making right now? I don't know. Probably nobody truly knows. Because people like new things. The 44 years of diabetes, I got it in 1978, and I went up to five shots a day. 
I'm not asking for your sympathy. I'm just fixing to make a point here. Fixing, whatever that means. Five shots a day, and I take, punch my uh, fingers with a sticker and bleed and check my insulin. Sticking my finger several times a day for 20 years. After that, I got, they come out with a, an insulin pump. And boy, do I like that insulin pump. It's hooked to me right now. You see this cord hooked to me. And it's got a computer in it. And then, I, then, then they come up with something else new. And they called it a glucose, continual glucose monitor. It has within a sensor and a receiver, and it gives my blood sugar every five minutes. And I looked at it, and it's extremely high right now. I'm sweet. <laughs> and uh, sometimes that's caused by stress, and some of you preachers don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? But the receiver, and every five minutes, it can... It can uh, Detect what my blood sugar is, and it can even wake me up at night, and and it's buzzing, and now my hearing's gone bad, so I got two computers in my ears, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 because I don't have my hearing aids on in the middle of the night, my wife wakes me up and said, "Your monitor's going off. Something's happening. Check your sugar." Uh, hearing aids and receivers and pumps. And they used to have the bag phone. They improved it to the, you know, to the flip phone. And then they got the pocket phone, and and they they got they got them got them so small that you put it in your pocket. Now then, people didn't like that, so they got big ones, and they just real wide ones. I don't like anything too big in my pocket except my pocket knife. Sometimes, but um, then they then they come out with this new thing called the watch phone, or the is that what it's called? Watch phone? Or who? I can't hear you. Apple phone, and on and on with new stuff. And uh, I got cameras at my house. I just put another one in. You better not come around my house messing around. <laughs> And I can, I can literally take my iPhone and be in, in Houston, Texas, or California, wherever my grandchildren are. And, and uh, I can check and see what's going on at my house or around my house. And one time I, one time I looked at it, Brother Porterfield, in, in, uh, in California, and there was somebody in my house. And I just took a laser pointer and I just shot him right over there. <laughs> All of that's true up to that point. <laughs> but uh, new things, and I like new things. I like to try new stuff out. And I can even start my car with this phone right here. And I can lock it if I want to. And, you know, it, it's so, it's so, so designed that, that now when people request for prayer, 
All I could got to say is in, I say in, I type, or start to type in Jesus' name. Before I get through, it finishes it for me. Oh, yeah, I'm just about to preach. Brother Carpenter and Brother Poole and Brother Voskos are iconic. I'm bionic. I'm just about to preach. Oh, yeah. In the electronics and computer industries, the latest equipment can be obsolete in a few days because of the advancement of technology and inventing something new. But I got some news for you. What I got a hold of, it's old, but it's brand new every day. It's tongue talking weather in this house. Ah, uh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If a man can do something new, what about my God? I just want to believe tonight that God wants to do something new for somebody in this place tonight. You've been hanging around your problem long enough. And you don't see any way that God can take it. Ah, oh, yeah, but I got some good news for you. God can do something that's brand new to get you out of your problem. Holy Ghost is in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I like new things. I used to take our grandchildren for a ride when they'd come Come up here in, in Mississippi and stay with us. And about one o'clock in the day, they needed a nap so I could get some rest. <laughs> and I'd take them riding in the car. And, uh, and uh, it's something about the car and it's something about trees going by. I mean, you going, you going by, but through the trees. <laughs> Vibrations and, and, the, and the wind noise and all that. And I thought, my Lord, I ought to invent something that, the, that you can put your baby in at your house and not have to get out and lay it in that, in that gadget that, that I'm going to put a screen beside on each side of it so they can see. <laughs> so I go to Houston, Texas when Zuri, our little newborn, four years ago was in the hospital and uh, my wife and my crazy son-in-law down there was sitting with Zuri one night. It was dark. And, uh, and, uh, and they, saw some, they, they saw what they thought was a woman praying. She was, it was going like this, back and forth, back and forth. And they looked and it wasn't a woman praying. It was a mamaroo. Y'all don't know what a mamaroo is? You know what a, a mamaroo is what I wanted to invent. <laughs> a day late and a dollar short. But they invented it all except the video part of it. Maybe I can get in on that much of the invention. But I, I, I like new things. But I'll tell you one more time. I like what I'm feeling tonight that is old 
as Pentecost. And again, it's fresh. And it's brand new. And I want to tell you just one more time, if man can make new stuff, God created man. He breathed to him, into him and made him a living soul. God finished his creation in those few, first few days. Oh yeah, but now you know what God did? He said, let us make man. We're not going to create man, but the church today is making man again in the image of God. I'm about to preach tonight. I want to tell you what we're doing. We're making a new creature in Christ Jesus. He said, remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Did Israel, you can be seated, did Israel remember stories of Egypt's bondage and deliverance? If they weren't literally in them, they had heard the writings or the sayings, if you will, seen the writings or heard the sayings of those old prophets and writers. They surely knew about the 10 plagues. They knew about the Red Sea and the Jordan River crossings, water coming out of the rock, and manna from heaven. It wasn't that he was trying to erase their remembrance. Listen to me. He said, remember not the former things, well, yeah, but it was not that he was trying to erase their remembrance, but he didn't want them to get stuck in their past. He had just in the previous chapter brought it to their mind. Well, hallelujah. And the older I get, there's two things that I found out I do more of. Let's talk about the past and my grandchildren. But he said, remember not. In other words, it's okay to bring it back. And we've done that this week. We have done that this week. God didn't say forget where we come from. But he did tell us don't stay back yonder in those four outdoor, come on, in those outdoor buildings where we'll have to suffer more heat than we're suffering right now. And mosquitoes and all this kind of stuff eating us up. We don't have to stay there. We can remember to the point that we thank God that he brought us out. He brought us out and he blessed us. Oh yeah. But he was telling them to not undervalue his present ability to do greater things. Let me tell you something. You're not going to peek out in Christ because there's a higher level when you get there. He said, when you've done all these things, then just count yourself. Come on. Did he not tell the rich young ruler? Come on, do this and do that. But I got a feeling if we, if he don't want, he, he did say, I've done all of these things. When he gets through saying, I've done all of this, then you don't stop there. You go back to the altar again. You pray through again. You talk in tongues again. 
Brother David Johnson, I remember something your mama said. She said, one experience with God will not keep you indefinitely. I'm saying, I thank God I got the Holy Ghost when I was a little boy, but I tell you what, I'm planning on getting a new thing tonight. I'm planning on getting a new touch tonight. Woo! Hallelujah. Don't undervalue his present ability to do greater things. He's not just a God of I was. But he is the I am God. I am what? Whatever you need him to be, that's what he is. He was omni, he was, he was, he is the present God. In fact, he is the omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. I'm not serving a God that I go and bow to, come on, in a traditional setting in some denominal church that you can't feel anything, but I'm worshiping a, worshiping a God that's as powerful today as it was when he when he let me talk in tongues the first time. Ultimately, the coming of Jesus to earth was the new thing Isaiah was prophesying about. The ultimate superhighway home to God's presence and ultimately the home to heaven in eternal heavens. Our stream in the wilderness is Christ. He is the living water. The new thing God is interested in here tonight is the opening of a path through our wilderness and the supply of fresh water in our dry desert places. Come on. Oh yeah. I remember through these 70 years I thought by now it looks like Brother Porterfield, we've seen it all. We thought we had good preaching until until Tuesday night. Wow, powerful. That's sort of like my mom-in-law. She's dead and gone. Daddy would say dead and gone, whatever that means. But, but she's, thank the Lord, I made that step. Y'all, y'all didn't see me slip there, did you? I, I took two steps at a time. That's what I did. But, but I'm telling you, my, my, and we thought we've seen and heard the best preaching. Brother Moses came through here and preached several years ago, and I thought that's the best message I ever heard. And it's still hard to meet up with it. But he came. Then I thought Brother Carpenter did good. Lord, I'm taking too much time on this. But then I, then, 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 then Brother Pooh comes along and I think, whoa, he blew it out of the water. I told you making it tough on this old man. But, but, but uh, then Pastor B came along and he, come on, scraped the stars out of the sky. Woo! Hallelujah. And we thought we saw it all. But I got news for you. We're not through yet. It's not going to be what I do. It's not going to be how I preach. 
but I believe God's going to do a new thing for somebody. I remember camp meeting, I think it was 1978, 80, somewhere along in there. We, we had planned it. God moved for us. And we had a three-week instead of a four-night camp meeting. I mean, it was hot. You think it's hot here. I remember one of those camp meetings, there was a dead cow out there somewhere. We had to suffer dead cow smell in 90-degree weather. Don't throw up on me. But, 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 but I remember that camp meeting, Brother Patton. We went three weeks, and 90 people got the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. Woo! Where Brother Cook at? Brother Lee Cook, where you at? Brother Lee Cook, come on, where you at? Wave at me. You know, he's pastoring a church right now that 13 or 14 of those people got the Holy Ghost right down here. Woo! Come on. And they're still living for God, if you will. My God. And we think God's done it all. He ain't done it all. Excuse me. He hasn't done it all yet. He wants to do a new thing. Thank you, Pastor Boscus. I want to believe with you that we're going to go from here and we're going to take this camp meeting Holy Ghost revival to every church in North Mississippi and wherever you're from. God wants, my God, God wants to do a new thing. But you know what? We can get in the spiritual comfort zone. I remember, I remember 35 years ago or so, there's this old man coming out in again. 35 years ago, our children were probably like 12, 15, 18 years old. We had never snow skied. So somebody talked us into going snow skiing. We were in Cincinnati at a NYC. And so we was going to follow him to Chicago. Pastor, who was that guy in Chicago? Wheaton, that's right, that's his name. That crazy man <laughs> talked us into snow skiing. We had never snow skied. It was something new. Let's try it. I was still young enough, let's try it. We loaded up, took our van, Went all the way from Cincinnati to, uh, where'd I say? Since, uh, to, to Chicago. No, we went to Chicago first, Mommy. She's saying Breckenridge. That's right, we went to Breckenridge, but it wasn't until after we went through Chicago. I'm always right. <laughs> Whew, I better preach that on this side of the building. But we got up on those snow slopes. I'm talking about we was in high, I was going to say high cotton, but it was high snow. We stayed in a condominium or something up there. What, does that sound right? Is that a good word? 
and, and we stayed in there and all we had to do was put our ski boots on and walk right out the door, Brother Brad, and we could ski down the slope. But we didn't know what to do. And he said, I'll give you some lessons. 15 minutes. For somebody as old as I was, probably 50 then or so, no, 45-ish. And Sister Pat, whole lot older than that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but he's trying to give us snow ski lessons. And we, climbed, we went on that lift. It wasn't no baby. It wasn't no beginner's lift. It was one of them blue ones or something. It was, it was big time bad. And we got off of that lift. And if you don't get off right, you're going to fall. Every last one of us fell. Sister Pat said, no, I'm not going down this thing. We got a tow motor, I mean, a, a, it was a snowmobile, that's right. Got her on it, and they snowboarded her down there somehow. But I tell you what, I got me on some skis. They was about six times as long as I was tall, it seemed like. But I'm telling you what, I learned how to put my feet like this. Have you got the camera on me? Put the camera on me and put it on the screen. I had my feet like this so I could do some plowing. That's what I'm trying to do tonight too is plow. Before I get through, I hope I plow somebody up. But I go skied down that thing. Then I learned how to turn sideways and I could throw snow up in the air. Come on now. I could have been in. I could have been. Oh, I don't want to try anything new. I don't believe God's got anything. Come on. You can be that way if you want to. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This charismatic movement, this compromising age, is not going to stop the church. If anything stops the church, it's us getting complacent. It's getting complacent and letting everything ride normally. But I think we ought to do something. See God do something new tonight. The blight of the church. It's probably not erring from the truth or compromising and walking away from the old past but it's a sin of complacency. Satisfied it was. Creatures of habit. Somebody wrote people are very open-minded about new things as long as they're exactly like the old ones. Come on. If you're satisfied, you can slow the progress of your church down. And I'm telling every saint in this place tonight, you ought to be in the prayer room Sunday morning. Y'all to be in a prayer room Sunday night. Y'all be praying revival down. Thank you, Pastor, for preaching it last night. Can I say it again? Y'all to say we're not going to have an ordinary service. We're not just going to have three songs and a testimony, take up an offering, and have a little message of some sort. But we're going to have revival. We're going to see God do something new in this place. One more time. 
He said, stand ye in the old ways, see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way and walk therein? Don't get off this path because the broad way leads to destruction. I don't have this in my notes. I should have put it in there. Somehow I slipped up. But I'm telling you, this, this compromising age, I don't mean to be harsh, but I mean need to be firm. They try to use this scripture and say, we're going to try something new. They're like the LGTV or something, whatever it is. I, I was going to preach something about the LGBTQ or whatever it was, and by the time I got ready to preach, they done added another letter to it. Make up your mind what you're going to be. The compromisers can't claim this scripture because there's not but one Lord, one way, one baptism. Woo! And it's in Jesus' name. If Brother Poole can do this, I guess I can. The LGBTQ, whatever it is, they like to use the sign of the rainbow. God didn't give them the sign of the rainbow. And he didn't give the charismatic a verse of scripture so they could compromise this one God message. Let me tell you something, apostolics, young apostolics, you better get a lot for this truth because someday you're gonna need it when the going gets tough, when it gets rough and hard, you better have a love for this Jesus name, apostolic, tongue-talking doctor. Oh, but the Bible said work out your own salvation. It sure did. But it did not say work out your own plan of salvation. Men and brethren, what shall we do? I don't know about you, but I got a feeling Peter said, I'm glad you asked. Because I'm about to tell you what it takes to be saved. And it's still going to take it until Jesus comes. You do whatever you may do, but this message is going to last to the rapture of the church. If you're going to be in the bride of Christ, you're going to take his name on in Jesus' name. You're going to get the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. You're going to believe in holiness. You're going to live for God. By the way, you're going to pay your tithes too. You're going to give your offerings too. Now I'm getting bolder and maybe I ought to be. My daddy and brother Pipkin couldn't get up here and preach without talking about tithes and offerings. We act like we're afraid to. We wouldn't have what we have now 
if they hadn't preached about tithes and offerings, if you love your money more than you love your God, you're not going to make it no how. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ until another gospel one. Galatians 1, 6, 7 said, which is not another. But there are some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But I like this next verse. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach unto you any other gospel unto you that know which you have preached unto you, let him be accursed. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be accursed. That's why I'm still baptizing like they baptized. That's why I'm still preaching the Holy Ghost. That's called, oh Lord. Never outdated. Never obsolete. It's the same gospel. Solomon wrote, there's no new thing under the sun. How are you going to get that in, Brother Wilson? God said, I'm going to do a new thing. But Solomon said, there's no new thing under the sun. Which one of you preachers want to take that on right now? I'll take it. No new thing under the sun. Jameson Fawcett Brown said, this is not meant in a general sense, but there is no new source of happiness, which is the subject of question in Solomon's writing then. There's no new source. He is the source. It's all in him. It's all in him. Come on, you ex-drug addicts. You found out it wasn't in drugs. You found out it wasn't in alcohol. Come on, you carnal-minded men. It's not in a, it's not in committing adultery and women too. It's not a new source. This is the source. There is no other source of peace than the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. If you hadn't figured it out yet, 34.10 of Exodus said, he said, Behold, I make a covenant for all thy people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth, in any nation, and all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord, for it's a terrible thing that I will do them. Or in other words, it's an awesome thing. It's a reverence thing that I'm going to do. Things that have not yet been done in all the earth. I'm just trying to tell somebody tonight, don't give up on your problem. It's got an expiration date because God said, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do a new thing. It doesn't have to have been done before for God to be able to do it. Write that down and tweet her about that. It doesn't have to have been done before for God to do it. 
Oh, I'm telling you, God is able to do something that you have never thought about before. Pray and I wonder how God's going to work it out. I know it's going to be all right, but I try to work it out. I try to reason it out. Oh, yeah, I don't have much of a reasoner, but I try to reason out how, but God always surprises me. He just comes up with things that I never dreamed of before. Cor rose up against his ministry, if you will. You can be seated. Moses fell on his face, said, tomorrow the Lord will show who are his. Separate yourself from those that come against your leadership that I may consume them in a moment. If these people die, common death, then the Lord hath not spoken. But if the Lord makes a... You got that verse? You don't have that one, I don't think. What he said, but if the Lord makes a new thing, and open, earth opens up its mouth, swallows them up, and they go into quickening of the pit. You will know that God has spoken. As he made an end of speaking, the earth opened up, swallowed them up, and their house and all the men that appertained to Korah and their goods. They used something. They went alive into the pit, and the earth closed in on them. They perished from the congregation. Don't even think about coming against your man of God. God can make a new thing. God can make a new thing. Woo! I want a harmony of what's going on in my church. I want to be in harmony of what I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. Hallelujah. You better go home and make things right. Never heard about a fish swallowing a man either, did you? But God prepared a fish thing to get Jonah right with him. And he loves you enough, sir. He loves you enough, you enough, young man, to get do whatever it takes. If it has, if it's doing new thing to get you to get your attention back to him. And God, behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things. He said, Isaiah forty-two nine. Do I declare? But bring forth, will I tell you? Is it true that one word and not producing? Come on. The amount of evaporation in the desert often greatly exceeds the annual rainfall. In all deserts, there's little water available. Deserts have extreme temperatures and large temperature ranges from hot days to cold nights. It seems like it's hard to adjust. Oh, the ups and downs of being a pastor. Oh, the ups and downs of being a child of God. But I'm going to tell you, he said, used the term a desert place was mentioned, I believe, eight times in the King James Version. We've been there. But you know what my Bible said in the first verse I read? First, uh, said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Ye shall not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers and rivers in the desert. God wants to make a way for you in your dry places, in your desert places. God's coming to you came to camp meeting tonight not to waste your time, but I believe God wants to bring the uh, out of the routine. I want you up of where you've been sitting around. You've been on this map long enough. It's time to get up and see God do a new thing. 
message version of this 4319 said, watch, I'm about to carry out something new and now it's springing up. Don't you recognize it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and path desert. God wants to do things, something new in every person's life here tonight. I think you'd like to open a new way to somebody here. A healing, a release, a peace. Come on, a new opportunity for witness. Take us to higher levels of worship and deeper levels of trust. Come on, it's easy to hold on to yesterday's stale matter, yesterday's experience, yesterday's comfort zone. But I think somebody ought to try some skis tonight. I think you ought to get on your spiritual skis and see how much fun it is to be blessed. See how it is to baptize somebody in Jesus' name and see them get the Holy Ghost. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a... Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Here's one of my verses. I like this one. I'm just about to get happy thinking about Lamentations 3.22. It is of the Lord's mercy we are consumed because his compassion failed. If his compassion failed, we'd all I say in trouble. I get I'll be in trouble like the next one. New is thy faithfulness. I'm not living on worn out mercies. That woke me up to put me in my right mind and got me back tonight. Somebody else ought to be shouting. The rest of you ought to be thanking God for the mercies of God. If you're sitting down, you ought to get up off of your seat and say, God, thank you for your mercies. Had it not been you, new mercies, new mercies, new mercies. You may say, so a new heart will I give to you and a new spirit I'll put within you. Take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you a new heart. Hallelujah. Mm. New spirit, new life. Has your spirit gone bad? Have you ever felt yourself getting grumpy? Hard to get along with? You know what I think? You ought to find yourself in the house of God. You ought to find yourself praying through. Oh, Lord. I'm fixing to wait out here just another minute. So give me, I'm not quite ready to walk off yet, but I. How many old folks we got? How many folks we got 60 and older? How many got 60 and older? Is your arthritis hurting you so bad you can't stand? Stand up one time, one time real quick. The longer you wait, the longer it takes me to finish. Look at here. Look at these old folks. My Lord, don't they look good? You may be seated. I've seen old folk get gripey and complaining. I don't know what you think camp meeting preaching ought to be, but here it is now. I've seen old folk get gripey and complaining, argue about everything, fuss about everything. It's too cold. If it's not too cold, it's too hot. The preacher's not preaching long enough. Preaching too short, and then if he preaches long, he's preaching too, you know. However, I was supposed to say that. Come on. You don't have to, you, you, you can get old without acting old. 
My Bible said the outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed. Everybody say renewed, rejuvenated. Come on, come on, refreshed. Come on, old folks. If you get gripey and complaining, you ought to get back down the altar and get this Holy Ghost one more time. It's fresh. It's brand new. I'm trying to, I'm trying to hurry. Nobody, nobody's got my problem. You ever heard somebody say that? Nobody hurts is worse than I do. Maybelle Lindsay used to live around here, live right up here where Austin lives now. Her, she was sicker than everybody. If, her, if you had something, she's, hers was worse. <laughs> I love Sister Maybelle. But one time Daddy went to pray for her. He's praying one of them regular prayers. You know, God help Sister Maybelle touch her. He, she said, pray loud. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, somebody else has got something like you got. It's all common. Come on. But I got some news for you. God's customizing a miracle for you tonight. It doesn't have to be like somebody else's miracle because you are your own. Hallelujah. Somebody say, customize it for me, Lord. Let me just prove my point one more time. Sit down. And then maybe another time. God sick of the palsy, born of four, could not come nigh for the press. They uncovered the roof. And Jesus saw their faith. A whole lot of preaching there. Sometimes it's hard to get to Jesus for the press. For the pressures. Right? He said, rise, take up your bed and go thy way into thine own house. And immediately arose, took up the bed and went forth before all, them all in so much that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, Woo. Mark 2, 12, we never saw it on this fashion. What does that mean? That means it was a, I can't hear you. Am I gonna have to start over? Come on. That means it was a new thing. God's not worn out. He's not tired. He's not run out of supplies. There is a supply of miracles and signs and wonders. And God, oh yeah, he's God on the platform. He's God back at the door. He's God in the amen corner. He's God all over the floor. I know he's God and he'll always be my God. What's exceeding greatness of his power? Trying to quit. One more time. In, the, in, the, in these evil days of the end time, Mark 13, 19, for those days shall be affliction such as was not from the beginning. The creation which God created unto this time neither shall be. What's he doing? What's he saying? In the end time, there's going to be some new stuff happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happened yet? 
Mark 24, 21, for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. There's some new things the devil's gonna come up with. But I got news for you. The more he works, where sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. Let him do his evil work. The church is going to come out on top because God said, I bring a river. I bring a river in the desert. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? Let me say it one more time. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you know what? God's already got you a tongue picked out. He's got one for everybody. They shall speak. Wow. What did Mark say? They shall speak with. What? Oh, he don't run out. I say he doesn't run out. Of all the evil things the devil would do in the last days, God will do greater. And Jesus came on the scene. Oh, he said, greater works shall ye do. My God, all the things that Jesus did, and we're going to do greater works. Come on, church. We don't have anything to grump and complain about. We don't have anything to get down about because God wants to do a new thing. Lord, Lord, Lord. Come on, choir. Come on back. Come on, come on back and sing. Come on back and sing that last song. What was the name of that last song? What was that? Hurry. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to wait all night. I'm going to preach while you're coming. Mm, watch me. Woo. In time outpouring. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's capable. We heard at General Conference in two or three different places, 6,000, 7,000 and other places, pastors and churches getting baptized in Jesus' name. Watch this. If he said, we are going to be hated of all nations for his name's sake. You know what that means to me? That means everybody, every nation is going to hear the name of Jesus. Your church don't have to stay at 20 and 30 and 40 and 100 and 300. It's time. Oh, he made us to be fruitful and multiply. He didn't make us to be stagnant and stop. I, I recommend to you pastors go home and let God do a new thing. Let God do a new thing. Let God do a new thing. Y'all ready? When I do this, that means start. Ask Moses when he's standing at the burning bush. Huh? Had he ever done that before? Ask Moses. The bush wasn't consumed. Ask Lot's wife. That was turned to a pillar of salt. God did a. Y'all got to finish this. God did a. 
New thing. Ask those people that got out of their tents on the road out of Egypt. Come on. Into Canaan land. In the wilderness. In the desert. Ask them, did God do a new thing when they walked out there and picked up manna? Ask them when they saw water coming out of the rock. Ask those citizens of Jericho, does God know how to do it? Hallelujah. Ask those prophets of the, uh, of, uh, that, 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 that had the axe head to fall into the, into the stream, if you will. What happened? The axe did swim. Come on now. I'm telling you, God was able to do a... Ask Moses and Miriam at the Red Sea, did God not do something? Come on now. And those dry bones, come on. God did a new thing. Ask me. Ask me. A heart doctor said, said, come here, come up here. We won't do a, we won't do a heart cath on you. I was sitting there about seven, eight o'clock. That's too early in the morning for anybody. But I went to DeSoto Baptist, sat there, and I'm thinking, what in the world am I doing up here feeling as good as I'm feeling? And I went back there, and they took me back and started punching on me. And they put that thing up in my leg, up all the way to my heart. He come out, and he said, you had a, you had a, a, a blockage about that long, and it was so hard that we couldn't, we couldn't just do a stand in it and be done with it. But you know what? He had just helped invent a new thing. They hadn't even used it in the hospital that I was in. They had used it in Oxford. Come on. And they call, I call it a rotor-rooter. All they had to do was run that thing up in there. Come on. God left them. Oh, yeah. They didn't create it, but they made something out what God created. Come on. Hallelujah. I didn't have to have another open heart surgeon. Ask me. Woo! I'm alive. I'm shouting tonight. I, can, I got some energy tonight. Ask some more of these folks what God's done for. God is ready to do a... Come on. God is ready to God is ready to do a... Ask the 120 on the day of Pentecost. Ask the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. Ask the 5,000 later. Come on. Ask the 70 people we baptized this year already in Jesus' name. Ask that assembly of God pastor that travels several hundred miles to get baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Ask that 560-pound man that we it took three of us to baptize him the other night right up here. We didn't even do it in the baptistry. We couldn't even get in the baptistry, all four of us. But I'm telling you, I got me some blue jeans on that night. First time I guess I ever baptized anybody in blue jeans. But I got my blue jeans on and went down in that water and we baptized that 560 pound man in Jesus. Ask him, can God do a new thing? Don't ask me how he'll do it. And when he will do it, if I could name how, 
then it wouldn't be a new thing. Only he knows, but he's got a miracle working out for him. Come on, come on, come on. Let it spring up tonight. Let it spring up. Come on, let's sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. works of righteousness which we have done but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Why don't you just go ahead and let God speak through you tonight. Let him fill you again. Let him fill you again.
thought I was dead. Hallelujah. But God, but God made a way where there seemed to be no way. I read about that rock Brother Wilson preached about tonight. I read about water coming out. Amen. I read about those people coming out of that tent, picking up that manna and being satisfied. And guess what? The same God is in this house tonight. His name, his name is Jesus. Come on, why don't we praise him a little while? The devil can't handle what's going on here tonight. Hell can't handle what's happening here tonight. Somebody's about to get the victory. I said, somebody's about to get the victory. Come on, we're going to leave here. We're going to leave here a new thing. Oh, all things are going to be passed away. All things are going to come become new. Come on, because we praise him. Woo! Won't somebody do a little jig for Jesus? Somebody praise him in a dance. Praise him in a dance. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Oh, I wish I could sing. I wish I could sing tonight. I can't even dance. But I tell you what, I feel the Holy Ghost. Victory, 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 victory,
Jesus is shouting. Oh, I already feel different. Come on, let's give him a shout. Lift your voice and give him praise. Oh, I feel the power of God in his hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't you leave here without the victory tonight. God has done a new thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. God has done a new thing. Thank you, Brother Wilson, for a timely message. Oh, I don't know about you, but I needed to hear this tonight. Hallelujah. I'm leaving here with a victory. Thank you so much. Bethlehem Church, this host church, I know you're tired. I know you're worn out. I just feel like the, the Lord would have Brother Voskis to carry Sister Voskis on a three-week vacation or either put her a pool in. Amen. Because I'm telling you, that lady's worked hard this week. Amen. Everybody in this church has done, I mean, oh, you just gone above and beyond. Thank you so much. We love and appreciate you. Thank you folks for coming out this week. I'm telling you, this has been a good camp meeting, hasn't it? I said this has been a good camp meeting. Hallelujah. I believe we're going to leave here equipped to have a revival in our church. To see souls saved, baptism in our church. Hallelujah. We're going to have revival. Turn to your neighbor and say we're going to have revival. God's going to do a new thing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't forget, they've got food in the back. Amen. Please go back there. Don't forget about the 11th hour. I believe it's going to be in here. Please come back, young people, at, the, at 11 o'clock, I believe it is. The 11th hour. We love and appreciate it. Everybody, thank you for coming. Appreciate the board. Amen. Appreciate everybody, all the ministers, the saints of God. May God bless you in Jesus' name.